Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast this week. Today, I am joined with a very special guest that which I'm so excited to give you guys the chance to meet Megan, who happens to be my absolute soul sister. I had the pleasure of meeting her on our very first ever retreat back in the Dominican Republic in December of 2022. Since then, Megan's journey has been one for the books as she has left her full-time career to pursue the dream of traveling full-time in a school bus, hosting retreats worldwide, and coaching women how to embrace their divine feminine energy. I was granted the opportunity by Universal Calling this year to attend her very first ever retreat where we spill all of the details in Mexico in November of 2023 about the experience, but also what it truly means to embody the feminine as women being raised in a very masculine driven overworking society along with so many other topics that you can see down below in the overview, which do not do it any justice for how incredible this episode is, despite that we go over an hour. <laughs> so be sure to reach out to one of us. I know Megan is doing something really special for the month of February of how to really tap into your feminine energy. And please be sure to let us know what lands for you in this episode. I love to hear your guys' support. And if you guys didn't know, I am doing a podcast giveaway just until the end of this month. I do do them periodically. So this is your first chance, especially with the launch of season three of the podcast. Please do your best to like, share, send it to a friend, review it, screenshot it and send it to me. Let me know when it is done. So I because I would love to give you a $10 free gift card of your choosing, get your free coffee on me, get your next free sneakers on me, get your next free meal on me. This is just me paying you back, thanking you for still being here and still choosing to randomly choose this episode if you're a first time listener, because it really does mean the world to me. And I want this podcast to get the praise that it deserves as we are going to be bringing on more guests and we're going to be hosting more episodes and we're going to be thriving this year. So with that being said, I want you to thrive with me. So be sure to like, share, save, send, screenshot the podcast, send it to me, and I would love to reward you for being such a lovely and amazing listener. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Passionate for a Purpose podcast. Hey there, I'm Isabel certified mindset and life transformational coach here to inspire you along with many like-minded guests who have explored the journey of self-discovery and spirituality what was once a subtle inner knowing that there was more to life than mediocrity chances are if you're a high achiever you know that you're meant for more this podcast is designed to help you reach your untapped potential through the lens of our stories to help you rewrite your own towards your vision of success so pick up your pen and open up your journals. It's time we bring your dreams back to a full-blown reality. Megan, I'm so freaking happy to be reunited with you. It feels so good. And this episode is about to blow the charts off just because of our energy in this container um, and everything we're about to share. So for those of you who don't know Megan, I am just in awe of her and her journey and the retreat experience, which we're going to dive into, and overall just how we met, our story, and how far we've came since then. So she holds a very deep, special place in my heart. 
um, every day. And I'm so excited to bring her on the podcast today for you to meet her and to know her and to know her heart and her story and the real human she is, the soul that has truly evolved to such a beautiful, delightful human being that I'm so grateful to meet. So we're going to go through some questions, but I just want some some of my audience to get to know you and a little bit about yourself. Yeah. I first want to say, I actually just had this realization, Isabel, today is December 8th. Tomorrow, December 9th, marks one year from the start of the retreat when we met. So you and I met like 364 days ago, almost oh exactly God, a year. No way. Um, my name is Megan Michelle. First off, thank you so much for having me here, Isabel. I'm so excited to just connect with you and to share the energy that comes from connections like these. So I, oh, where do I want to start? <laughs> when I made the decision to do life differently, really believe that making the decision to live life differently, live life in a way that just felt alive for me, mm. which was by buying a 20 year old school bus and converting it into a little tiny home and just traveling the country. Yeah. That decision was the first domino that fell that truly started to make real change in my life. Because first it was the decision to leave my dream apartment in Charlotte, right? I wasn't in a major big city, but that was my dream. I love the smallness of Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. And I had my, I had it all. I had the job I wanted. I was working remotely. I had an apartment downtown. I could walk everywhere. I had everything I thought I ever wanted and something was still just not mm. there. And then shortly after that, made the decision to quit that job, that dream job. And again, it wasn't this like rock star, you know, type of job, but it was my, it was like my dream up until that point. I was like, I just want to do something that's easy. I want to make a lot of money and I want to work from home. And that's what I was doing. I was doing all those things. Like I literally, I was traveling for work. I was able to travel solo and have my flights covered, you know, by my clients. I would just tack on days on either side of my work trips. And I was just, it was everything I thought I wanted. Mm -hmm. Same story. Right. And then it, the more I, I steered into that, that perceived dream path, the more I realized that that dream wasn't mine. I am a very, very intuitive being. I believe that we all are. I just think we have different levels of consciousness with it. And the deeper we go into it, the deeper we learn to just say, fuck it and trust it. I also cuss a lot. Hi. Totally. Um, <laughs> the more we, we just allow ourselves to surrender to it, the the less it makes sense to us and we decide to do it anyways, the the deeper we go in that consciousness of our own knowing of our own truth. And so over this last year specifically, um, when you and I met at, at our retreat, um, the retreat that we decided to go on, which I know we'll dive into a little more in a little yeah. bit, so I won't go too far now, but the retreat that we decided to go to, I made the decision to go to that right after quitting my job. And what quitting my job meant was... Let me back up a little bit more. I didn't have a plan to quit my job leading up till the moment I called my boss and said, hey, I'm out. Um, it was very intuitively led. It was very abrupt, but it was me. It was it was my my inner being, right? Calling for help. It's like, I cannot do this anymore. I've been overextending and overextending and overextending for so long 
that it's just taking me further and further away from my truth. This is me looking back on that now, knowing what I know now. I did not recognize that at the time. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So I abruptly quit my job. I have credit card debt. Okay. I don't have some big fat savings account. I don't have rich parents. I don't have money stored anywhere. So this was a very real decision to quit this job. The next paycheck I had coming in, I was expecting to be around $5,000. And like, that was the money that I had for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. I did not have like this big fat safety net to fall in except for the universe. Mm. And so yes, at that time Mm -hmm. I had started listening to Sam's podcast and she announced she was talking about her retreat. There was one spot left. I was like, oh, wow. Let me spend almost all of this money that hasn't even (laughs) come in yet for my last paycheck and go on a retreat. Sure. That sounds great. (laughs) And that's circling back to that, like the less sense it makes, but the more, you know, that it's your truth and you decide to follow anyways, the, the deeper your consciousness can go. And that's kind of where the journey really picked up. That is, that's me in a nutshell. I'm also a self-projected projector for those human design gurus or people who like to know. Um, I I learn and make sense of things by talking through them. And um, energy is just a really powerful thing, I believe in all of us, but especially true for projectors because it's just such a different way of, of being. Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What a way to enter this, this episode. I love that. Just going right for the juice. It's the beautiful way to really articulate just your story and where you are now. I mean, we, we haven't even really gotten into that kind of juice yet because your evolution, like I said, is, is so extraordinary. And I want to dive a little bit deeper with some of these crazy, I wouldn't say quite crazy, but breakthrough questions. Um, I know you already mentioned you are a projector. Um, and then you also asked, I'm also a generator. So I believe those complement each other very well. Um, I think we both need a projector in our life and, and a generator, vice versa, um, just for in terms of energy too, because like they're wildly different energies, but they they match each other so well. Um, what is your zodiac sign and do you know your top three? I don't. <laughs> You're asking me and I'm like, oh no. So it's so funny though, because this is like the way that our intervene calls us home. I've been having the pull to dive into this for so long. And it's like getting closer and closer. And I know that because it starts coming up more and more. And the fact that you're asking me here, I like just had some other nudges (laughs) towards it. So, um, all I really know is that I'm a Pisces. That is, that is the extent of it. I don't know my rising. I don't know my moon. I don't know any of it, but I will make a commitment here and now as simply a commitment to follow my intuitive nudges to, uncover that information soon so yes. well, at least get to know your top three okay. and your planets um mm-hmm. I haven't gone as far as to know like all of these all of these different angles and everything uh, because it's it's like a such a deep hole of information that my brain just spazzes out sometimes and I can only go <laughs> as far as what makes sense for me but whenever I think of a Pisces I think of you and Um, especially with this card that I pulled specifically for you in the Oracle deck. Um, I might as well just share it because it feels like it resonates so well that we just touched on Pisces 
your card that I chose, um, well, that kind of flipped out of the deck. I didn't choose it, um, was a dance with life card. Oh my gosh. And look at the way it looks. Look at that imagery, the moon in the background. Do right. And it says, oh, do something to change your energy. Oh my change your energy. And you were literally just touching on that. So a little bit more into this message here um, for those of you looking to kind of understand what does it really, I mean, even though it's pretty self-explanatory, but especially if you know, Megan, like one of the biggest things that really stood out to me throughout this retreat uh, versus the last one. And this is, I think just an up level for you in the ways that you've really channeled your energy and allowed yourself to expand is how elegant you were in allowing yourself to be expressive and being so feminine and in your own body and allowing that to be expressed. So, so beautifully. Um, it was like, every time I looked at you, you were dancing every time, <laughs> whether it was downtown, whether it was at the at the villa whether it was on the beach like you always just even with, like that one moment in the retreat which we're going to get to like that one morning we went to see the, uh, the sunrise at six in the morning and you were just you, you found these people dancing with the dog remember the dog oh, oh I remember gosh. the dog you're like guys we're dancing it's 10 o'clock in the morning we haven't had our coffee oh my gosh but um it was such a good a good morning um overall so yeah, that dance with life card. I mean, from what it says here in this little booklet here, just so I can give you guys some insight. It says life is always moving. If you resist the ever changing flow, your energy will become stagnant and you will fall out of flow with the universe. The universe has a mysterious intelligent force, a natural rhythmic beat, which governs all of life. One of the best ways to shift this, to shift your energy frequency and vibration is to put on some music and dance along with it. Love that so much. Yes. It feels like the words are just strumming the chords of my soul, truly. <laughs> that retreat um, was actually really big for me to trust the flow in a new way because mm -hmm. I trust the flow in me. I trust, I have a hard time still articulating this, but up until the retreat, I hadn't trusted the flow that I know to lead a group. I, I will lead, I will let my intuition take me across the world, but I've all, I've had a hiccup of not wanting to assert my direction of flow into the collective. And that retreat was so expansive for me in a way, because it was the universe saying like, this isn't just for you. This is for others. This is extend the flow, share the flow, invite others into this stream, into this flow and allow them to experience it. And that morning that you just mentioned where mm -hmm. we went to the spot to see the sunrise, which was the plan, right? And then we had passed, we actually passed to those people with the drums yeah on the golf carts on the way to see the sunrise and I like looked over and I was like go to Punta Sur we'll meet you there like I didn't they didn't hear me right I wasn't telling them where to go but that's where they ended up and we could hear the drums as we were watching the sunrise and we're walking out and sure enough this group is just out there dancing like in ceremony in in prayer in worship to 
just life thing for me, a theme almost during that retreat. So that card, the things that you chose to share right before it, all of it is so beautifully woven. Since going on retreats and just being around like-minded people who are in their feminine or diving into their feminine, especially as women, because I'm, I know that you even like mentioned this to me as part of your background. And I think it's one of the ways we resonated so much is that we, and, and I'm sure many women resonate in general as just being grown up in a masculine world where we're taught to be hard workers and that being the successful woman, the business woman, the career driven woman is better than slowing down and uh, taking care of yourself and not letting that al- always be just about taking care of other people, you know? So um, the whole opportunity to move your body is so such a simplistic way to get in tune with yourself you know and also to attract the same energy with others so that you can embody even like that inner child essence right like something that I've been doing since the retreat is incorporating more play and more uh like, yeah, like playfulness and, uh, moving more. I can't tell you how many times since the retreat, my boyfriend and I have had dance parties together. (laughs) Like we'll come back from the gym and like gyms, gyms, a very masculine energy. Like you're going ham, you're, you're running, you're lifting. Um, and so it's a very masculine energy. And then on the, on the ride home, I will blast the music in the car and I will start dancing And then he starts dancing with me. And then we're literally in the car for 20 minutes in the parking lot, just balling out, Um, singing in the shower, like random things. Even at midnight, there's times where we've had full-blown dance parties. We just had one the other night and we're like, dude, it's midnight. Why are we dancing to Justin Bieber? That is amazing. Uh, Oh, I love that so much for you guys. Yeah, yeah. And It's just, you bring out that essence too, like that inner child. I feel like it's more inner child work too. Cause I, I feel like it's more like, cause your inner child loves to play and it loves to just be, make fun of the moment and like, just not be tethered by tomorrow or. I actually had a thought the other day that ties in really well to what you just said. And it is as adults coming home to our truth, to our inner being, to this thing that we're all searching for, whether we are aware that we're searching for it or not, which is just connection to self, this feeling of wholeness, a way to conceptualize what that looks and feels like is trying to embody. And I try to use a different word other than embody, because that is kind of a hard word for us to wrap our heads around, but to see how close we can get as adults to that carefreeness that we had as a child. And in some adults, their truth is that they didn't really get to experience that as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, They may have had to become an adult really, really early on, but there is a point, even if between like, you know, the ages of like three and five, there are certain things as a three and five-year-old that you just can't be expected to do. Even if you were in Um, a household that was not emotionally supportive, if it wasn't regulating your nervous system, which no one's was, right? Um, (laughs) There is still like a child cannot help but to have that sense of freeness and, and hope and just this excitedness for the world. And regardless of how much you had of that in your childhood, we all know what we think of when we think of children. We think of just these carefree, they don't really have regard for other people, right? They're just like, what is good for me? Like, what is fun uh, for me? Yeah. <laughs> and 
Yeah. And seeing how much, seeing how close we can get to that as adults. Now I'm not saying just like write everyone off and like be this self-consumed person, but like kind of in a way, yeah. Like see how fun, see how close you can get back to that spirit Mm -hmm. that you either wish that you had as a child that you see in other children or that you yourself had as a child and watch how much better life gets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny as we're getting older, we're sort of just really trying to get younger. You know, it's like society just throws this adult mask, this adult facade, but really at the end of the day, we just want to take off that mask and we just want to be ourselves. We want to be around people that make us feel ourselves. And yet this adult mask that we're sort of drilled in upon is really what's the word that I'm, I'm trying to find here. I had it and then I lost it, but it, it drains that childlike energy, you know, um, when at the end of the day, I feel like we're all just tr- trying to befriend our inner child and be accepted for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And something else that too, that it, this is something we did on the retreat, we're trying to befriend our inner child, but I think and this touches on the mother wound a little, and I'm not going to dive into like the mother wound as a concept, but we are all nobody. I don't care how beautiful of a relationship you had with, with your mother. Like our, our mothers are all human and they don't know all of our needs as a child. We're not able to communicate what we're going through, what we need. And they're also too a human trying to navigate their experience. So my point in saying all of that is we all have this unfulfilled need to have someone meet us in a way that we needed to be met. And Mm -hmm. we expect that of our earth mother, the mother that was, that birthed us, right? We, we expect that of her and some of us never even knew her. Some of us never had a connection with her, Mm -hmm. but there is this beautiful thing that if we can remember as adults, that we have the power to go back into those moments and meet ourselves as our child self in those moments of need and those moments of not getting what we truly, truly needed mm-hmm. to come out of that experience, to be held in that experience, to be witnessed in that experience, right? Because when a child gets hurt, they want somebody to know that they saw it. They want somebody to know that they see their pain. They want somebody to tell them that it's going to be okay and it's not going to be forever. Mm-hmm. And there are moments in our childhood where we didn't have that. So mm-hmm. being able to go back as our adult self in a state of meditation, meeting your child, your inner child, in that way and holding him or her and saying, I see your pain. I see your pain because I can feel your pain because I am you. When you go back into your past and you heal those experiences, they're like this open wound that we carry forever, right? And Mm -hmm. our actions and things that happen in our adult life are because of that open wound that's probably still bleeding. Mm -hmm. Um, We can find ways to stop the bleeding, but to truly heal it, we go back, we, we meet ourselves there and then we shift, we, we raise our vibration from the past version of ourselves. So when that past child version of ourselves heals from that, it, it elevates, I think of this quite literally as like a graph. It like moves up a few notches on the Y axis. So mm-hmm. the starting point, like our elevation or our vibration, if it's here, and I know this is an audio, so you're not going to be able to see where my hand is at when I sit here, but <laughs> yes. wherever our point of vibration is where we sit today. Because we go back and we meet that inner child self and raise the experience, raise the vibration of that inner child, it it shoots every 
vibration that we've been at, it, it, it uplifts the entire scale. So we just simply raise our vibration by becoming more whole, by fulfilling the needs of our past self. Hopefully that makes sense in audio format, but it is so powerful. And that can be done in a 20 minute meditation. That was such a powerful, powerful way of describing just inner child work and getting to know yourself at that level. Um, Cause I think a lot of us, you know, we're, we're so defined by societal norms, status quos, status quotas, and like external factors, you know, we're so afraid to really dive inward and, and understand that even if you had an on paper, decent childhood um, where there wasn't quote unquote trauma. Um, I think there's always a piece of you that went of course through something that needs to be looked at this definition of trauma um and when we talk about inner child work um i mean the the entire spectrum counts right let's talk about the the person who came from a wealthy privileged family right yeah. the the mom and dad maybe work and um they have staff in the house and the staff cooks and cleans and the staff cares for the children. Yeah. I mean, from a perspective of like an adult now, I'm like, that kind of feels like you make it right. When you make enough money to have like staff clean your house and care for your children, you know, but then let's take a look at like the children, right? Because there very likely is maybe an absence of love and connection from their parent. And like that can be trauma. One moment where you are left with a, a spiked unregulated nervous system and not soothed out of that state mm-hmm. and not brought back down to a point of regulation, to a point of feeling true safety by an adult that's reflecting that back to you. Like that's trauma, right? That is something that we learn to operate out of the wrong state as a result of if that makes sense, right? We learn to operate in the state of like heightened awareness, fight or flight. We hear fight or flight all the time nowadays, but we as adults have learned to operate from an unregulated nervous system. And that's why, put it lightly, that's why the world's so fucked up, right? (laughs) Yes. You know, we're all just running around unregulated. Benefit and the value of learning to bring yourself and taking your past child self with you because healing, again, healing those past versions of all of the states and we're never going to be able to touch on every moment where, you know, we experienced some sort of trauma, but hitting the big ones mm-hmm. is such a powerful way to elevate your current, your present and your future in ways that you quite literally will not believe because it raises your inner state of being. It raises your sense of wholeness, which raises your, your, your vibrational frequency, right? This is getting woo woo, but I am woo woo. So then you get you get into like what magnetism truly is, right? And the law of attraction comes into play here. And it's like, okay, I'm going to give you more of what you're putting out. What are you putting out into the world? That's what you're getting back in. And when that starts to rise, when you go from a sense of incompleteness and like looking for things to fulfill you internally from the outside, when you start feeling that on the inside, you're up and now you're like, okay, you're feeling whole, you're feeling worthy, you're feeling confident, you're feeling all these high vibrational feelings. That's what you start getting back, right? That's when the universe starts. It's it's always showing up for you. It just might not be showing up for you in ways that you want. Mm. That's how you shift it. You know, when did you start 
really getting into like personal development and spirituality, like, were you originally spiritual or religious? I know you said you, you grew up sort of Christian. The answer to the question, did I grow up spiritual? Absolutely not. I always, I never was like adamantly against it, Yeah, but I was just like, the yogi thing is just not for me. I tried yoga and Mm -hmm. I, I was so clearly like detached from the true meaning of it. I was going to yoga as a way to exercise. I wasn't going for yoga, going to yoga for what yoga like truly is, which is okay. Right. Because I think that's how a lot of people's journeys can start with like yoga and things like that. But I would say my, and that's why I lead with the bus. My journey with spirituality, um, it, it came from traveling in the bus and being at a point where I had nowhere else to look, nowhere else to go. And the universe showing up for me and to the point where I could no longer avoid, not even avoid, but where I could no longer deny the magic mm. that was happening around me. Now, like I talk about the things that I talk about on my podcast or just in conversations. And I'm like, if three years ago, me would hear me saying the things that I say now, like <laughs> shit herself. She's like, who are you? you yeah. Um, but once you experience it and, and understanding that spirituality is just coming back home to who you truly are and not who the world mm. is trying to make you to be, it, it becomes a lot easier to accept. Um, so my background, yeah, I grew up in a Christian home and not like insanely Christian. We went to church, but that's what Christianity or like your relationship with God was, right? It was going to church. It wasn't, it was like, I'm closer to God and source and spirit and the universe. I call it all of the things, right? But I'm closer now. And I have like, like a a true connection, like a a bi-directional relationship now that I had never even scratched the surface of when I was going to church, you know? Now that we're sort of on the topic of intuition, um, we're going to get to the retreat, of course, but I am just loving this conversation and just these little like flowy topics of what femininity really is and like spirituality and overall the self-discovery journey so going on your path right because I think intuition that word is so thrown around like your intuition like those like you know it's like you hear it so often and I think people get so confused with like the noise and like the thoughts and their ego and like a million different terms right that we can talk about because it's like how do you really like did you ever have a, I'm sure you did, but like, did you ever have a moment in your like many moments, right? A chapter, a decade of your life where you thought it was your intuition. This experience that my answer to your question, the story, the example I have of where, um, like I kind of thought it was my intuition went with it. Turns out that it wasn't, um, mm-hmm. it's was actually, it's, it, it was recent, right? It was a few months ago and it was while looking back on it, I know the pull that I had to this thing was not coming from my intuition of a place of like, let me lead you here to take you to this destination that is magic. It was more of a, let me take you here so you can learn your truth. And this is a really important distinguishment because it it did feel like intuition um, in a way, but it was almost like if you were on the path of following your intuition, if that path forks and your 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 higher self is like do you fully trust yourself yet yes or no 
-hmm. and then you you can either go one way on the fork and it's yes or you can go one way on the fork and it's no you're still on the path of your intuition right but I went the way that was no and what it was was I had a financial coach um pre-bus days when I was starting to get my finances together to um build this bus out and really I just wanted to start paying down debt so I can set my future up so met with this guy he had just started coaching and he's very masculine guy very like get it done action oriented energy which was fine um and this is pre any personal development pre spirituality like just very regular run of the mill partying in charlotte megan right mm. and so i was meeting with him and that was great um fast forward to this past summer right i'm planning this retreat and becoming a coach and this coach reaches out to me again. He's like, Hey Megan, I know it's been, you know, almost three years or however long since we've talked, but I see you're moving into the world of coaching. I have a program that's based on like financial freedom and we're helping coaches kind of get off the ground. I think it can be really good for you. And so I met with him and this was at a point in time in my journey where I feel like I'm squabbling with this retreat because who the fuck thinks it's a good idea to start their coaching journey by hosting an international retreat. Also living on the road, living in a school bus is just not conducive to building a business and marketing and building these things. I'm going to land this plane soon. So he reaches out and it feels really good. What was actually happening looking back on this moment was I was not being tested in like a way that probably comes up when you think that, but I was needing to learn that I could trust myself and my intuition. And him presenting me with that opportunity to be a part of that mastermind, it was a $30,000 investment. I did not pay $30,000 just so that it's clear because I didn't fucking have it. But that moment was, you're on your path of your intuition. Like you're full steam ahead. You're going. It's not that you're necessarily doubting yourself, but do you fully, do you know your truth? Do you, are you living your truth? Are you embodying your truth? Do you fully trust yourself? Yes or no. But by joining that program, I continued not even continue, but I started to reach externally for answers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was justifying it as being my intuition, right. Because I did have to put an investment down and I was, it was my boyfriend's money at this point. Right. So I had, I was like justifying it to my partner who's all on board with supporting me. I'm justifying it. And, and all things said and done about two months ago, I wrote an email to this company as coach. And I was just like, I need, I need some time. I need to pull away. I need to back off. And what ultimately came of that was being in that space. I've had a year's worth of breakthroughs and revelations and understandings and becomings and, um, just everything right. In the matter of two months from making that decision to, to say no. And he's emailing me weekly, like, Hey, what are you, where are you at? What are you doing? Pay like all this stuff. And I'm just like, not responding to any of it. I will, but I, I, you know, I requested for like two months to get my, my, my thoughts and my feelings together. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what I was expecting, but that really hit home for me in so many ways, especially when you said that, that part of, you know, I had to take a step back because I realized I was seeking externally for answers. And I think in masterminds, and I know we touched upon this even in the retreat too, and we had that huge discussion of like being in in coaching in the community and industry and like knowing that there are a lot of people out there like seeking external answers for, for ways to up level. 
Um, and that's not a bad thing. However, I, in so many ways, the story just like really hits home because I, I completely was in your same spot of like investing in a mastermind, doing the same intent, knowing that it probably was an intuitive decision, but it was just like, I need this business to blow up for me. I need to see this, this come for me. Otherwise I'm a failure. Otherwise I'm not, I'm not good enough or otherwise I'm, I'm not investing in myself enough or whatever it is, you know? So investing so much time and energy and money, especially, and even like, even that point when you said like your boyfriend too, because my boyfriend has helped me out so much financially, as you know, um, and he's pretty much paid off like all of my debt um, and, and so much support um, in that regard. And I'm forever grateful. Um, but I, I look back on that now, like you said too, and it's like, damn, like if we had really been in that intuitive, like knowing that before we made that investment, because you always hear like invest in yourself and, and trust yourself, but it's also trusting your intuition, you know, knowing that you are whole and that you like have a good concept and a good identity of yourself first outside of the success that you're investing in or the, the coach you're investing in. Um, because as we both talked about like masterminds being, pretty brutal because I didn't have that wholeness and I didn't have that integrity piece aligned yet. I was just constantly like feeling a, like a failure in the mastermind, you know, and I invested 15 grand in, in it. Yeah. You know, I was paying a mortgage payment mm -hmm. to go on there and, and, and feel like I'm, I'm not doing enough. I have, I've not enough success compared to these women. And I'm just here a baby fish being yeah. the, the small fish like in a, a, a pond with other bigger fish like is what you want right like you want to be yeah. around that but I think that masterminds specifically they're going to magnify the state in which you go into them as I was on a journey of discovering my truth and and I've started really like this phrase of your truth and and really isolating the truth part of it and what it, that means to you is so powerful because I was already on that journey and I'm grateful, right? I wouldn't go back in time and take it back. Like I would still go into it because I learned what I needed to learn and the time in which I needed to learn it. It could have taken me a lot longer to learn that lesson had I not joined that mastermind and invested that money in it being like the wrong way. Um, so there, there isn't, I, I want to say that to say like, there isn't a wrong way of following your intuition. Like your intuition took you there. So you could still learn something that you needed to learn the second I started tuning back into that, being in that mastermind, like magnified it. And I was just like, okay. And luckily, because I have a backbone now and I didn't used to, I was, I pushed back and I was like, Hey, this is not right. Cause I could have kept showing up for calls. I could have kept what I was doing. And this is how I really started to tune into this. I was just like, I already knew what I needed to know. And I would ask it anyway. I would ask the question. I would put the question out into the world to get validation on what I already knew to be true. And I was like, this is not right. This is not what masterminds are about. And I don't feel supported in the way that I need to be supported and it being okay to need support in a different way than the other 50 people in the mastermind around you or however many people are around you, because the, the, the truth, the true truth of that is that those people are probably not living their truth. They could be finding success. That's where it gets so confusing is that people can be making a lot of money and having a lot of what we perceive to be a success and not live in their truth. 
Yeah. I think that it's beautiful that both of us had first off that we can share in, in that experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that it's still like, we learn, you still learn from it. Yeah. Well, like we said too, it's not, it's not talked about enough. You know, you see a lot of, you know, people sharing their wins, sharing their highlights and, um, you know, pulling out all of these programs and by no means am I, am I bashing them? Right. Like, like you said too, it was a lesson for me and I'm sure it was a lesson for you. Like, moving on from masterminds because I could make a whole episode on just <laughs> masterminds <laughs> since Sam is like popping off with her mastermind and all of this stuff um I even know that I think two people from the very first uh retreat that we went on joined her mastermind her top tier mastermind and Becca which I know that you were uh just on a podcast with and who I've, I've personally worked with as well um, she had like a phenomenal experience. So it's really all personal, you know? So I, I, I want to dive into the first retreat since that's where we first met. And it, it's so crazy. You even mentioned it was literally a year ago from today, like to the dot, like that's insane that you pointed that out. Um, so your story you mentioned was, you know, you were, you were, you were, creating the bus you're already living in the bus and you had your last paycheck and, and then you spent it on the retreat and then I remember you specifically saying too like on your retreat that you went to go get like your passport renewed or something and that that was like a miracle money story where uh the person renewing your passport paid for you right yeah and then you brought her a donut or something. Like uh, yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So basically when I decided to go to Sam's retreat, I'd quit my job. I had, I didn't even have the money of my last paycheck to my name. So I'm promising away. I didn't even know how much it was going to be. I was not living in the bus. I, I was to an extent, but my boyfriend has an apartment in North Carolina. So I was staying with him because him and I were planning to go on a trip in November. Mm-hmm. Our retreat was in December and this was like the time frame of October. I didn't have a passport. I'd never had a passport before. Um, I had two dogs. I had no idea where they were going to stay. I had no idea where the bus was going to go. And I decided to go and sign up and pay money for this international retreat that I wasn't even sure that I knew I was going to be able to go on because there were so many outstanding questions. Will I be able to afford a flight? Where will the bus go? Where will my dogs go? How will I get my passport in time? Because this was also still in the height of like the chaos that COVID left behind. And like they're on their website are saying that passports are being delayed like seven, eight, nine, ten weeks. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I might not even get my passport. So say I pay all this money, I don't have the money and I don't have a retreat. So like there was a lot on the line going into Sam's retreat. Yeah. Like that was our very first retreat individually too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was her first retreat hosting as well. Um, I had known Sam, obviously she's like one of the biggest business coaches in the coaching community. And I'd been following a little bit of her podcast and I had never been familiar with retreats either. Um, and I, I want to say I was in a little bit of a different space. Um, I hadn't made any money in coaching yet, but I was pretty much in that like warm phase of like social media, sharing my a journey of becoming a coach. And then something really did pull me to go on her retreat. I I can't tell you what it was. I think I just saw her, her posting. And, um, then I just felt really called to go. I mean, it was just point blank. And again, very similar to you. It was like, how am I going to afford this? I haven't made any clients yet. 
Um, it's one of like the most magical stories too. If you want to talk about like universal magic and, and God coming through here is like knowing that there was a million reasons not to go because a, I'd never been out of the country before. I'd never really traveled solo before. Um, I got my first passport and like my boyfriend and I were planning on going on trips and stuff. I wasn't like, going to be like a solo thing, like see you later. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I, I decided to make that investment, um, knowing deep in my heart that this, this investment was going to solidify my success with that belief uh, going into it. Um, and within that next month, I, I made my first four clients and first 5k month and, it sort of skyrocketed there for me, but by the time the retreat actually came, if I'm, I'm going to be honest, um, making this short and sweet so we can dive into the experience. Um, I was lost. Like I, I, I felt like I had this huge skyrocketed success and then I sort of plateaued. And so by the time I got to the retreat, I think we all came with like a different a different story of course of like I don't know how we got here but we did and we felt called and we have a lot of healing and 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 transformation to do uh for sure so and then we met for the mm. first time um December 9th of 2022 me and Megan yeah. <laughs> the very the very first night of the retreat Sam had us do an eye gazing exercise and you and I were partners for that. And so that was the first time, I mean, I'd read about this exercise. I'd heard about this exercise, but had never done it. And yeah, we got paired up and we just stared into each other's eyes for what felt like, you know, seven minutes. It might've been like two, one, who knows? It might've been 30 seconds. I don't know. Um, but just being seen. And now like we keep coming back and keep reconnecting and mm -hmm. will forever right? And sisterhood, which is just so beautiful. The eye gazing thing was very interesting. And I know we did it as well on yours um, the first time. And just, I mean, when you think about it, right? Like when you've never done it before, you're like, how in the world are we supposed to do that? Like, how are we just supposed to stare at each other? But I think truly deeply, it, it becomes something so much deeper um, because you're not you're, you're not thinking about or judging this person in your head of like what they're doing of who they like all of these things, what they do for work and where they're from, or like all of these other things that don't really make up a person. Right. It's, it's truly seeing into them and, and seeing their soul, um, in, in such a beautiful way. I'd love to know your three, like your top three, whether it's memories or, uh, lessons, breakthroughs from Sam's retreat. So we did two uh, breathwork sessions with Susie. And in the last breathwork session, I had this really vivid picture, this scene of myself, my higher self falling arms wide open into this sea of abundance and trust and, and knowing. And that moment when she let herself go off the cliff and just let herself fall, I was essentially doing that into her, into this trust and coming out of that retreat. It was this, there was no longer this question. We were asking about intuition earlier of like questioning it and not knowing what it is after that moment, when my higher self fell off the cliff and was caught by these clouds that were just full of 
everything that I desire and not even in a way of like having the things that I want, but just knowing that it's all good. All of it's good. The pain is good. The hurt is good. The, the having no money is good. The the journey together is good. like all of it is good. It was that this, this understanding of that fact. I no longer questioned the feeling that I knew to be true as my intuition. I wouldn't question it. I would go with it. I may not jump on it right away. I don't believe that all of our intuitive nudges and pings and calls are meant to be acted on right away, but everything that I knew came from my intuition, I knew was right for me, regardless of if anyone else understood it. So that, um, the other was the, the waterfall, right? This, Mm -hmm. um, it was almost like a kind of like this prediction or this, um, sign of what's to come, right? Because I, we started traveling and like waterfalls became my place of solace. Like I would just go and frolic in waterfalls as a way to reconnect with myself and with nature and with mother earth and, and the truth and wisdom that lies in the earth. And the other is the, the power of sisterhood of being connected with women, specifically women, people in general. Yes. But specifically with women who are ready to just strip it all down and get to truth and it's like, we're not here to one-up each other. We're not here to judge each other. We're not here to poke at each other. We're here to love each other for no other reason than because we deserve love and mm-hmm. we have it to give. And so those three things, and I believe like that's going to be true for me in all of the retreats, even the, the ones that I host. Um, but sisterhood specifically like one of any one of those things does not rank higher of the other but sisterhood has been the one that has helped so powerfully with transformation because when you know you're not alone when you have people to to stand with you hold your hand and even lift you up and hold you at times when you need it mm-hmm. that that is powerful i don't think we understand the power of sisterhood at all like we're we're so intimidated by other women most of the time and at the end of the day, it's like, we're all, we're all just, we all sort of have the same stories, just different dynamics and different upbringings. Um, I think that deeper wound of femininity as woman, it's, it's evolving to its potential, you know, and climbing out of our shells, essentially. Sam's retreat for me was obviously, I mean, your first retreat is always a very unique experience, hands down. And there were so many different women there. I mean, we're all different, you know? Um, I think the biggest theme, I, I went there to figure out what abundance felt like, you know? And I think it was sort of just understanding that like success wasn't really determined by these high achievements, right? You know, success was like you said, doing this investment, going somewhere completely out of the ordinary, knowing that three years ago, you would never even imagine, right? Sitting behind a desk job and wondering, where is my life going to (laughs) three years later, being on an island with random sisters that you have felt like you've known for years. Um, and eye gazing and laughing and dancing and talking about money mindset and talking about manifestation and all of these beautiful, beautiful things. So it's just, those are the moments I think when money really doesn't matter that much. Like we, we focus so much on money and we think we need to have all this money to do those things, but then you're sitting on the, on that beach 
and you're looking out into the ocean and you see the dogs roaming around and they're so free and you just you want to love all of them and you're just soaking in the sun and you're like this is success this is abundance not a lot of money not the nice job like like everything is totally okay right now I'm not even looking at what I have to do tomorrow and like it's no wonder why we're always trying to escape life you know we're always trying to escape our normal life like I hear all the time at my job like oh I got to go back to reality and it's like well why can't we just you know like why can't we just incorporate more of those feelings like it's so simple to go outside and, and look at the sun or that retreats do they do a million and one things but one of those things is they make you realize how accessible, how truly accessible, what you want deep down, what you think you have to do all these things to get. They make you realize how accessible it is in your day-to-day life. And then when you start tapping into that of which you have such accessibility to your life begins to get better because of that point of attraction that we talked about earlier, right? That vibrational frequency, that state in which you are being. When you start to feel more whole and more complete in the way in which you already currently live your life, you start to access those moments of just letting the sun rest on your face and it being so whole and it's so complete and so good and taking that home, right? Like you're doing that on the beach somewhere at a retreat, you take that home and you do that there and you tap into that frequency that you felt at the retreat while being in your present life, in your present Mm -hmm. home, your present Mm -hmm. job, your present day. And it's just enough right it's enough and it it's just so good retreats are so powerful in that way they remind us how accessible Mm -hmm. abundance is I think people who haven't experienced it would just be like well of course like you're feeling all those like emotions like you're on the beach in Dominican Republic but it's 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 so surreal I can't even like put it on paper like it you know we we want to put like we can feel it we want to put it into words to explain to other people how good it is but it's simply this like encouraging people who feel a call to go to just go to go experience yeah. it if this me trying to muster it up put it in words if you're curious about what it is that I'm trying to convey to you go on one go yeah. on a retreat go experience it because it will change your life and it's so beautiful because there is this thought that pops into my mind that people could potentially feel is like, yeah, but I don't want to go be reminded of how good it can be and then have to come home to reality. Mm. It shifts you, you go and you experience things, not because you're in a luxury villa, getting all of your meals cooked for you. Yeah, it's nice. Don't get me wrong, but you experience (laughs) that. And then you realize how accessible the feeling that it makes you feel is that you don't need all of that stuff, right? You can Mm. reproduce those feelings of abundance of wholeness of sisterhood you can reproduce that in your own home and you learn how to make your life more full. So speaking of your retreat. Still, (laughs) I still feel like it is just whirling and it definitely catalyst for like a lot of things that were already happening. It just like heightens it, right? I know, I know. Well, this year was such a roller coaster. I personally felt like the first six months, especially after Sam's retreat, I felt like I had to make this dream happen. Like ASAP, it needed to happen right now. Like I needed to tap into this inner state of success and abundance, you know? 
And that's why I invested in that mastermind. And I went full ham to the wall, like total masculine, like to the point where I'd stopped living. I'd stopped trying to really know what it was like to cultivate those feelings from within. Um, I sort of got lost in that translation, you know, of the doing and the going and the pushing and the forcing. And when your tree came about as someone who was the attendee, uh, I knew without a doubt, I was like, I'm going to go on this retreat. But there was so much resistance, as you know, and you you were with me through this whole journey. And so for those of you who have felt resistance towards experiences like this, and again, those questions pop up, like, is it is it the right time? Like, what about next year? Like, how am I going to make it happen? Like, this was a, a, a big burden financially to me this year, because I was still maneuvering through those plateaus of personal development and success and internal work and all of this stuff, you know? So it was definitely a more behind the scenes year of me doing a deep dive of who I really am instead of what I'm really doing. And, uh, I knew as soon as you had this expansion retreat, I was like, Oh boy, this is definitely going to be exactly what it is that I need. Um, and without a doubt, I, I just felt like the, the universe God was like, you're going like you're going like literally within like a two, three month span, I was like on and off. And I know, you know, cause we were back and forth and I felt so bad and I had to open up. Like, I think it was that one week. I don't know if we were still talking about it. Maybe you you came back to me and you're like, I can't like, it's not, it's a not right now. Like it was a no at one point it was a no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can't like, you know, financially with like my boyfriend helping me out and, and paying off a lot of debt from personal, like, yeah, business stuff. Uh, and we had been planning to go to Mexico together. So that was kind of like, I didn't want to be that person to say, Hey, like I can't afford to go on Mexico with you, but I'm going to go on a retreat. Like that was just sort of like, you know, but there was a day and I, I think I, I literally prayed to God. I prayed to the universe. I was like, okay, like I feel like you must've posted it. And, and after all that time of saying no. And I was like, oh my God, like, God, am I supposed to go on this retreat? Like, am I like, I'm feeling so called. I'm feeling so pulled. I love Megan. Like, I know I really want to go, but like, how, like, how am I going to make this happen? Like the how, right. We always wonder how, the how, how, how. And I didn't even need to know the how I opened up at my job that same day, or maybe it was the next day. I don't know. And there's, we, we serve these dark pieces of chocolate to every client. As soon as they check out from their massage or their facial or recovery service. And I'm always eating these chocolates. All right. I'm always eating them. And I never once looked at the message inside the pieces of chocolate. If you guys know, there's like the dove squared pieces of chocolates there's a message inside of them and um, I opened up the message and I just so happened I was by myself and it said book the flight book the flight and I knew I just knew I was like my my entire body just literally shook my vibration went through the roof I literally pulled out my phone I was shaking and I like voice noted you and I was like, Megan, I have to go. 
and I like so the picture of the chocolate it was such a beautiful moment I went home that night I booked the flight I sent you the payment I was like it's done it's done I love it I love it so much so a question for you you asked me what some takeaways from Sam's retreat were what were some of the things that stood out inside of you I the experience is what it is like I was there right I know the experience I want to know what is moving inside of you what was moving during what's moving after I'm really curious to hear yeah um I I feel like I learned so much about the art of slowing down the art of starting over and the simplicity in the now uh, just a lot of feminine elements, you know, and it was a feminine embodiment retreat. So I think just being so much of my masculine and, and always that being the dominant, uh, you know, crutch for, for wanting to do things and having these desires and having these big goals and big dreams, we never really allow ourselves to be feminine or creative or slow down ever. Right. We're always taught, go, 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 do, 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 sell, sell, sell. And, I stopped, I stopped really living my life on, on a, a standard that felt genuinely peaceful and purposeful and uh, passionate, passionately. And that's pretty much my brand, you know? So I was, I was sort of out of my element for a while. And, and then when I went on that retreat, it was such a, such like a needed time for me because I had never done any, I like, I did all of these big things in 2022, like Sam's retreat. Uh, I went to New York. I did these photo shoots. I was trying to write a book. I was working with clients. I, I was like popping off in all different ways. And I think this whole year I was comparing myself so much to 2022. And I was like, I'm a complete failure. Like nothing's happening. Nothing's changing in my life. And I, I must be doing something wrong. And I just kept forcing like, God, like what's going on? What's missing? Like, and having to really sit with myself like in and states of isolation and and solitude and 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 really turning inward mm-hmm. and that was hard you know it was it was really brutal because we just want so much we just want those things to give us the satisfaction that we're doing something right or that we're we're, we're doing enough you know And the last six months, like the retreat, I think just really tapped me into this, I, this identity that was no longer tethered to my accomplishments. I, I, the very first night, it's my favorite night. I mean, we did so many things, but I think it really like drew a line in the sand of like no longer feeling like a lost soul or no longer feeling like I'm still not someone without like a a title, I think, you know, I think by the end of the retreat, there was like a whole journey of going from, I don't know who I really am. And I feel like I'm a bunch of things and I'm someone who loves to try all these things and I'm a go-getter in so many ways because I, I'm, I, I can't settle. Like I, I'm always someone that likes to move and I, I get bored easily. And I'm so creative and imaginative that I can't just sit still and look pretty. Like I need to be doing things and moving. Uh, 
and just struggling so much with a title as a high achiever of like, who, who am I? What am I doing? Uh, so like by the end of the retreat, it was really just a big highlight and lesson of like, I am okay with not being defined by anything, you know, because at the end of the day, like our soul is, is we just, we just want to feel alive. Like <laughs> we don't need a title. We don't need a definition. We don't need a concept or a reason for, for being, you know, mm. <laughs> that was sort of a big tangent, but <laughs> that was not a big tangent. That was beautiful. Oh, you're like spirit started, started just coming. Your spirit just <laughs> coming alive during that. That was pow- like, it was literally moving. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've tried to catch myself. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's very clear now. Like when I catch myself in patterns of like wanting to put a label on it or like wanting to, like, I caught myself in a pattern literally the other day and it was, I've been able to incorporate like masculine energy in a way, like working out and like having routines and habits and like really being with myself and not being tethered to social media and like all of these things, like I've been dipping my toes back and posting and, and serving community and all that stuff and and going on lives, but going on lives, one thing was something that caught me in another pattern because I was like, okay, like Megan, when I tell you, like, like, (laughs) yep. After the live on Instagram that I did the, the other night, I was so excited. Like this burst of like inspiration came to do the live and then for some reason everything that day just really wonked my energy like just random shit just totally downing and degrading and like fluffing my energy and I I still showed up and I still was me but I there was many moments throughout that live where I felt like I was forcing it and I felt like I was trying to put on this like all right like I know what I'm doing I know what I'm saying but honestly I'm internally like freaking out up here you know and so by the end of uh by the end of the live I mean it it worked out really well and immediately I went into critic criticism like oh my god like I I could have done better oh my god like today was just not the right day or all this stuff like and I had to look myself in the mirror and just say, stop it, literally stop it. Cause I know we did that, that mirror exercise. And I was like, I, I have to stop being so hard on myself. Like literally I was so excited and happy to be showing up and finally being myself. And then immediately that masculine, that ego was like, you did not do good enough. Like you, you know, like it's so easy to, to beat yourself up this pattern of the masculine, like being mean to the feminine. It's something that a friend of mine and I have been talking about a lot over this last week. And it's like, our feminine wants to celebrate. She was like, I showed the fuck up. Like I didn't feel like it. I showed up and I did it. I was, I like conquered it. I did it. And the masculine comes and is like, yeah, you showed up, but you sucked. Uh, You know, like the masculine can be so mean. And it's a pattern that like, uh, never heal unless we acknowledge right and like you saying that you looked yourself in the mirror and you were just like stop it like celebrate celebrate what you want to celebrate and like catching the masculine in that and like and also learning where that comes from you yeah. know and and some of it can be a dynamic that we've learned from patterns in the world 
right? Um, patterns in our own family, right? And mm. a girlfriend of mine, she was like, my father would be so like mean to my mom when she would X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I think that my, like that pattern is something that's showing up in me in that way, mm. or even how we perceive yeah. people might react to us celebrating something whilst there are all these reasons why we shouldn't celebrate it, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. cut it out, let it be celebrated. That is so beautiful. And had you backed out, had you not gone live, that entire healing moment of that you will now evolve from and you will grow from yeah. would have been missed. How cool is that? Oh, yeah, that's so beautiful. I had to literally say, guys, please ask me a question because internally I'm freaking out. And I was just very like, authentic like I'm nervous and like it's my first live like in in a while and I just want to be here and and connect with you guys but I'm also judging myself so much right now and I need to have someone else take take the mic I was able to really get get back into my flow but um even then like I I I should have just posted the live, but I deleted it because my ego was like, no, you fucked up the first 30 minutes, but (laughs) you know something, Isabel, I want to reflect this back to you. Yeah. When we, I think it was when we first got to the retreat, you asked me, you were like, how you, you, you just, you acknowledged the, the authenticity, I think that you saw in the struggle in that, and that that's, you did like, that was it, what you did in that moment of like, Hey, I'm a human I want to be here. I want to show up, but I'm like shitting myself right now. So somebody like extend me a hand. Like you showed up so in your truth and so authentically. And that was something that you like, you know what I mean? You recognize that in me because it's in you. It Mm -hmm. lives and it exists in (laughs) you and you do it and you learn from it. You grow from it. How powerful. The whole pattern breaking was truly looking myself in the mirror and being like, no, we are celebrating ourselves. We are going to go on there again when we feel aligned and we're just going to stop beating ourselves up. Like it's so easy to do that because, because of what, like, honestly, I ask myself why, like, why, why am I putting so much effort and time? I catch myself doing that too. Like even, cause I think we judge ourselves. My friend was even telling me this too. Cause she was like, the only reason you judge yourself is more of a perception based on how you judge other people. Mm. And I was like, but I don't judge other people. And she's like, well, maybe we don't think we do, but deep down, maybe you do and you just don't know it. And so I really started like reflecting on that. Like, cause I would be scrolling on social media and like my ego is like, look at that chick, look at this. Like, like, it's just, it's prone, you know? Yeah. And I had to take a step back and be like, why am I judging this person? Like, it's not like I'm intending to do it, but it's just the, how we've picked up over time, even as children and and growing up and the way we were judged and so many things like, oh my gosh, you know, like being a Virgo too. It's not even like, it's instinctual. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And there, I mean, there's learning in the judgment, right? There's learning in it that's like a telltale sign of your Virgo is if you're like either internally judging yourself or you're like internally judging other people. Um, so my facial expressions are terrible and you can read me like a book for the last, you know, tidbit here is talk a little bit more about, you know, how you really set up this retreat, because 
I wanted to talk about even like that terawaska ceremony. Is that what it was called? To mezcal. Nope, I'm totally fucked. You're, you're, you're thinking of <laughs> ayahuasca. You're thinking of ayahuasca and to mezcal, which that would be a crazy, that would be a crazy experience. I want to know what was your biggest key takeaway as like the host? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, you definitely did some, some big revelations there. I mean, that was a huge step for you. Yeah. The word in one word, it's trust. It's trust and leadership. I didn't realize how afraid I was to like step into a role of Mm -hmm. leadership. And I could assume, you know, a lot of reasons why, and maybe some reason is because of like what leadership looks like in our world right now, there is a rising in healers and light workers and people stepping up in like authentic leadership. That's true. and, And honoring of people's energy and, different styles, but a real fear of stepping up in leadership because I, I don't want to like assert my way on other people. And sometimes that's how like leadership has been shown to me is like, yeah. I'm a leader, do it my way because my way is right. And that's what I'm, I'm getting a lot, like in that mastermind too, right? The, the person who's leading charge there, it's like, this is the right way. One of the emails that he wrote to me was like, you want to keep building your business, right? Well, let's keep doing it the right way. And I was like, hold up your way is not the right way. Like the way that I'm doing it for myself is the right way. And like, yeah. I was fearful of like stepping into a role of leadership that I so clearly feel called into and hosting that retreat and it working out that there wasn't a co-host there. It was just me. Had there been someone else there that I would have withdrawn the flow was what carried that retreat that space and I so deeply trust the flow this is what we started talking about when we first got on this I so deeply trust the flow in myself and I've been afraid to extend that for other people to swim in the stream of right Mm -hmm. and so through that experience it showed me how powerful the flow is and it's not it's not my flow it was remembering it's not my flow right it's God's it's God's flow and almost by like holding it in and not trusting it to carry other people. And what I mean by that is I just don't want to assert if the group wants to do something, I'm like, yeah, I want everyone to be happy. Even though me and my little projector bird atop the trees, like seeing how everything's happening. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, you think that's going to make you happy, but really like, or you think that's going to get you to the stream of water, but really you're walking the wrong way. Like you need to go that way. And it's like, trust it, trust it and share it and invite into it and see what can unfold feeling the movement within people Mm, within you know like at the beginning we all were kind of like how are we going to go back home like the retreat (laughs) woes on day one you're like oh my god we're getting everything cooked for us and done for us my bed's made my toilet paper's folded right like everything's done for me how am I ever going to go back and then by the last day everyone's like oh my god like I'm moved I'm moved to go home and to change and to do things and to be, I'm, I'm moved mm-hmm. to be differently. And it was just like, for me, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And yeah. the beauty of it was, it felt so effortless. Like the entire process, there was a lot of overcoming of fear. There was a lot of trust that was required. There were a lot of what the fuck's going to happen moments, mm-hmm. but overall it was so easy process this journey into entrepreneurship and stepping into my role of like a feminine leader. I've been trying to make it so hard. I have been doing my very best to make it so hard. Mm. And this whole experience of the retreat, it was just like, it can be so easy. 
I love that. Oh my gosh. That's a whole other episode. I truly felt like you are very different than the other female leaders that I see in this industry, you know, because I feel like you relate so much to people. Like you are so open about your journey and going back to that, like art of authenticity, like you've shown up on your stories, like so many times really sharing some of the darkest points of like being on the bus or like not knowing how to figure it out or, you know, just really telling people your story in every single chapter, not just the wins, not just the highlights, not just the big pots of money. Like you show people the actual rawness of what it's like to build a business and to show up online, like terrified and all, you know, confused and all and uncertain and all. Like I remember just like the whole retreat process of you, like going through that and and, like really showing like behind the scenes of like, you know, this is what people mostly show you, but this is how it really is. And I'm still moving through it and I'm still in my power and I'm still trusting the flow and I'm still, I'm still showing the fuck up. Like that is so beautiful. And like, that is magnetic, right? Because people want to hear that. They want to hear more. I think how you fucked up than they want to hear of how you won, because we're all, we're all figuring it out. I see so many coaches in this industry at the top, right? Quote unquote. And you're like, how in the world did they get there? You know, and, and, and they give you this knowledge and it's beautiful, but it just feels like you're so far away from them. And I just, I, I never got that feeling from you. Like you were always so close knitted to the people in your circle. Um, and that is the type of leader that I strive to be someone that isn't trying to, to be a know-it-all or isn't someone that is trying to be better than anyone else um, because you've been in the same shoes and that is how you connect with people. And I love that. Really important to me because when you get to that point, right? And it's inevitable, right? Success is inevitable for both of us that one day we will be at that place that feels so unrelatable to us now, but mm-hmm. this, that disconnect of like, this is where I want to go. It's so far away. And when people share their story of how they got there, it's from the lens of being there. And I think, and like, I try, I consciously try to, when I'm telling a story, when I'm telling my story from my perspective now, I identify. I'm like, this is, I'm telling you all of these things that I can reflect in that moment three years ago now, but that is not how I felt then, mm-hmm. right? Like in that moment three years ago, I didn't know what into X, Y, and Z. Like I'll give all these disclaimers and it's because it, I never want for it to be unrelatable because it's not, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all within our reach. Nothing is, is, it can be unrelatable, yes, but it's not unachievable. It's not inaccessible. And that feeling of inaccessibility is something that I have felt immensely. And it's kept me from doing the things that I want to do. And that feeling I want to be so far away from. And that, but that's what you are the flow. Like that's how the retreat was, was so eloquent, eloquently put together. It was like, you really did shine through and uh, the moments I mean, I'll just put in really short and sweet here. Like the first day was obviously one of my favorite, if not the the top favorite of just all of us coming together and sharing who we are without our jobs or what we do or what our plans are, what our goals are, uh, you know, where we live, you know, it's, it was truly an opening the seal. It was right. It was <laughs> quite the cracking open of 
just the soul, the soul taking over without the mask of society and uh, our identity to everyone else, you know? Um, so that first ceremony, and then I would say, of course, the, ter- uh, the, cer- the other ceremony with the sweat lodge, I cannot pronounce that for the life of me. So dear God, help me. That ceremony, I'd never done anything like that. And I think we always go back to that moment where I literally almost gave up and I couldn't breathe and I was freaking out. And oh my gosh. Uh, the shaman had us like, had everyone in there breathe into you. He was saying, breathe into our sister breathe into her that moment was so moving I mean there were strangers right like there were seven of us there that we all knew each other but there were like 15 people in that little yeah igloo and little did I know of course it would be me right but we were sitting right next to each other but I had not known that that was the hottest spot and so I'm over here like and he did offer like does anyone want to sit on the ends like so you can you can leave whenever you want I was like, no, I'm just gonna sit next to Megan because she's my girl. <laughs> but let alone being the hottest spot. <laughs> See, Megan, Megan's the type to sit in the hottest spot <laughs> versus me. But I'm just like the the nice follower. I'm like, oh, I just want to like make sure I'm around someone that I feel comfortable with. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I was having a lot of fear throughout like the first, like, because I'm like, okay, let me just breathe breathe and it was getting hot and hotter and hotter and hotter and I pretty much tuned out the shaman of course I heard him but like I tuned him out most of the time because I was really trying to focus on my breath so if he did say anything about that peppermint like crystal that he threw on us I had no idea so all I felt was a splash in my face and burning like a burning sensation and nobody nobody said anything nobody was reacting to it it was like is is it just me (laughs) that's why I was like oh my god oh my god I can't see I can't breathe is anyone else having this experience um and I I'm not the type to like speak up like in that way but I think I was just struggling so badly that finally I was like I can't like I can't do this um and I don't know how it happened, but I mean, you guys, like there was multiple people in there that eventually were like, it's okay. Like sit down away from the stool and like get, even get closer to the rocks, which was right. ironic. But, um, and then I think you and, uh, Jess, uh, mm-hmm. helped me. Mm-hmm. I, oh my goodness. I I'm like putting myself back in that moment. It was so wild. Um, and eventually it was such like when you finally were able to breathe though, 100%, it was like the wildest breath, like the wildest feeling of being able to, you know, breathe through that. It was just, it opened up everything inside of you internally. It did some magical things inside that body, you know? And I love that it was like everything about the situation where it was the shaman himself, the group that we went into that Temazcal ceremony with it was beautiful. It was divinely orchestrated. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking about the retreats and your story and our lessons, it was, it was, it was bound to happen. And I'm so, so, so excited and so thankful for those of you listening to this, that you've joined us um, in this bond of sisterhood that we've created for just over a year, you know, and we've met on one retreat and then I went on your retreat and it was like, I, who would have known, who would have known? 
Thank you for having me on. This was so amazing. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to say before we close out? No, just thank you for having me on. And for anyone listening, the, the intuition nudges, if it's pulling on you, trust it, trust the flow, trust your inner guidance. It's going to take you to magical places and magical may not always translate to exactly what you think. It's going to take you to places that you need to go to, to continue becoming who you're meant to become. Mm -hmm. Amen.